Wait a minute, I hear something. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Dr. Movie, your show on wheels. I uh, hope everybody's having a great day, evening, whatever it is for you. And uh, again, with the uh, Stupid Movie Club, here's another one that <laughs> I, I just, uh, I know it's not a good movie. A lot of people don't get it, but uh, I absolutely love this movie. And that is, from 1982, Jekyll and Hyde Together Again. Um, and I think maybe the name throws people off, but it's perfect. It's perfect in every way. Um, but it's a total spoof on the whole idea and making it an, an 80s movie. Uh, it says it's a comedy slash horror. It's, there's nothing horror in this movie, right? Uh, just the fact that the name is Jekyll and Hyde. That's kind of the, the, the only thing. So why they would even throw horror in this, I don't know. I guess because, again, playing off the name. Uh, this movie is directed by Jerry Belson. Jerry Belson. Uh, not a huge hit record. Uh, he did do uh, Student Bodies, which I know a lot of horror fans are fans of. Um... He gave us Smokey and the Bandit Part 2. He gave us another Burt Reynolds movie called The End. He also did the uh, fun with Dick and Jane, or Jane and Dick, whichever it is. Which one is it? With uh, Jim Carrey in it. Which is ironic, because we'll talk about Jim Carrey here in a little bit, uh, being not really attached to this movie, but I got questions about Jim Carrey, right? Um... For you who don't know, let's, uh, let's read a little synopsis here. Dr. Jekyll discovers a white powder that releases his inner animal when inhaled. <gasps> what? And his alter ego, Mr. Hyde, goes wild in Los Angeles. Yes. So, you're making this an 80s movie. So, what was big in 1982? <laughs> That's right. Cocaine. So he invents a version of cocaine that he takes and it turns into an animal. So instead of drinking a concoction in his laboratory, laboratory, whichever you want to call it, he's making a powder. He's trying to cure, I think, Alzheimer's, I believe is what he's working on. And, um, and this is what he discovers and craziness ensues. Uh, let's talk about our cast. Starting off, we got Mark Blankfield. Now, Mark Blankfield, this whole idea, this whole concept came from Mark Blankfield being on a show called Fridays. For you that don't know what I'm talking about, in the late 70s, early 80s, there was a TV show on ABC that came on Friday nights called Fridays. It was ABC's version of Saturday Night Live. Uh, and it was pretty crazy. You had him, you had who else was on there? Uh, I've gone blank. Uh, pretty good cast. For the most part though, Mark Blankfield made this show because he is very, very physical humor. 
Um, to the point that that's the reason I brought up the Jim Carrey thing. We haven't seen anybody else do what this guy does this side of Jim Carrey, which makes me wonder, because there's things in this movie you go, man, Jim Carrey had to have seen this movie and said, I want to do that, because Mark Blankfield is that kind of person. So uh, Friday's was not very successful, but still worth checking out. Matter of fact, you can go on Tubi and you can look up the best of Fridays. It's, you know, I don't know, 15 episodes or so, maybe more than that. And you can check out this kind of lost uh, TV satire show that came on that had great musical acts on there. I mean, Journey, The Cars. I mean, it was it was legit, folks. It was a legit show. But it was all Mark Blankenfield. He, he, Blankenfield made this show pop and because of that he he had a show on there he had a skit that he did where he was a pharmacist who was taking more drugs than he was issuing out so when people would come in to get their prescriptions he'd be hearing voices seeing things acting crazy and that's what led to this movie um so there you go uh mark blankfield also i know him for being in a a music documentary called Kiss Exposed that Kiss put out in about 85, 86 and he's the host on it. He's also from Robin Hood Men in Tights as what Blink, Blinken, whatever his name was in it, right? So, you know, we all know who Mark Blinkfield is. We've seen him in different things. Uh, Bess Armstrong is in this. Bess Armstrong, known for Jaws 3. Um, I remember when I watched Jaws 3 a while back, I was like, man, I know her for something. It's because I've seen her so many times in this movie, right? And being, this is kind of what led to me wanting to do this movie, is Tim Thomerson's also in this movie. He was also in, you know, the last movie we just talked about, Rhinestone. So that kind of led to, you know, piggybacking off of that. Uh, Christina Erickson's in this. She's been in a few things in the 80s. She's kind of the the uh, uh, the Hyde, Mr. Hyde's love interest in this movie that he goes crazy over. Uh, Cassandra Peterson is in this, right? Elvira herself, who ironically is getting uh, like breast implants, and in, or no, she's the nurse. I'm sorry. She plays the nurse in this, which is very busty. Um, you'll know her when you see her. <laughs> uh, and there's really nobody else to really bring up that's in this. Uh, for the most part, that's all you need to know. Uh, <laughs> this movie's just wacko. It's just wacko. Um, doctor's inventing this, this stuff. He's planning on, he's a straight-laced doctor. Um, but again, this is all about the physical humor of Mark Blankfield in this. Even when he's playing the straight guy, he's doing these things that are just hilarious. Uh, but he ends up taking this stuff and goes out at night and wakes up the next day and doesn't remember anything. And he always goes after this girl named Ivy, who's in a band. Uh, and... Wow, I mean the, the the things that he does when he's Doctor Hyde or Mister Hyde is just it's insane, right? Uh, there's one scene where he wakes up the next morning and he's in bed with Ivy, and there's he's got flippers on, 
there's a goat in the room. <laughs> it's just crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, it's everything you expect out of kind of 80s humor. Um, it's got some things that you're probably in poor taste now. Some jokes that uh, are really frowned upon. But uh, that's just part of the, the, the time of when this movie came out. And it was to, to get a laugh, right? Uh, <laughs> but uh, the transformation is hilarious. And he turns into this guy that is a coked out gigolo, I guess you would say. Uh, when he transforms, his hair gets all crazy. This big mustache comes up on his face. His, his pinky fingernail grows out real long so he can snort the coke. Medallions come up on his chest. Rings pop up on his fingers. He struts around. It's just, uh, it's, it's a sight to be seen, folks. It really is. It's, it's how bizarre of a movie, right? But again, this is all about the performance of Mark Blankfield. It is 100% incredible, over-the-top, Jim Carrey wishes he could be this guy. And um, I don't know. I just I, I, I love this movie. And, of course, he's going back and forth. He realizes that he's becoming this thing. and But he wants to make sure that he's not ruining a relationship with the... With the uh, his girlfriend, who is the the daughter of the person that owns the hospital, he's trying to get in good there. He's a well-known doctor. He really cares about people. But then the other side is this crazy alter ego that's just a horned dog. And that's, that's this movie. There's not really much else to talk about except just how over-the-top and incredible his performance is and some of the slapstick humor that's in it. Um... The, the scene in the grocery store, he, he's got a pair of her stockings that she leaves when she's, she comes to the doctor's office. And that's how he remembers her. And he finds the stockings and gets her scent, I guess. And that's how he starts tracking her down. Uh, it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's unreal. I mean, it's just, it's so over the top. I think it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But I think it's hilarious. I, I think his performance is, again, there's, there's no way Jim Carrey did not see this movie and say, I'm going to steal this whole act. <laughs> I mean, because it is everything you would expect from Ace Ventura, uh, just from a more horny aspect, right? <laughs> he goes in the grocery store and he's trying to track down Ivy. He gets on the microphone that's over the, you know, the whole, you know, intercom system in the store. Ivy, Ivy. It's just, it's, it's insane. And uh, when he gets to the end, he wins an award, like a Nobel Peace Prize for inventing this drug. Oh, there's also the flip-flop here where Ivy wants a guy who doesn't want to bang all the time. And his other girl wants a man that wants to have some sort of, you know, relations. So when he's the regular guy, he works all the time, there's no time for lovemaking, right? Which disappoints his girlfriend, Betsy, or Betty, or what was it? What's her name? Uh, well, I goofed that up. Mary, sorry, not Betty, 
Marty, Mary. <laughs> her, her real name's Bess. Uh, so yeah, you know, so there's the old switcheroo, right? Where they decide, hey, we can make this relationship work. You can have him when he's the straight-laced guy, being that that's who Ivy wants, and you can have him when he's the horn dog. That's kind of where this movie leaves, and you're kind of like, really? Uh, okay. <laughs> so that's an interesting twist for this thing to end on. But he goes to uh, accept this award, and um, he's trying to kick the drug, right? But he can't. And uh, but he gets up there, and he's just he's getting worse and worse as he goes. And he gets up on the stage and does this performance, which is just incredible. Of course, they're all expecting Dr. Jekyll, which is the nice, clean-cut guy, and they get Mr. Hyde instead, who's up there in a raincoat and nothing else <laughs> accepting an award in France is he in France or England he goes overseas he's in Europe somewhere uh, <laughs> and uh, he's up there on the stage and says, yeah yeah I know a lot of you are wondering uh, where's Jekyll and he puts the mic like in his mouth he's like, <laughs> it's funny because my daughter does that all the time where's Jekyll and uh, I don't know, man. It, it's he goes into a song called "Hide's Got Nothing to Hide," and he starts flashing the crowd. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely early '80s crazy. First time I saw this was on USA Up All Night, which was a you know popular cable show back in the time. Late night movies that came on Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, movies that were kind of risque, but they were enough that they could still show the majority of it on TV. And, you know, you know USA Up All Night, right? That's where I saw this first. I recorded it. Off of that, I can't tell you how many times I watched this. Uh, but uh, now, after, you know, it being kind of lost for quite a while, you can actually get it on Blu-ray. And it's, it's, it's paired up with student bodies, so you get a, a box set that's got the two of them together. Um, if you like slapstick comedy, and you don't go into this thinking it's any kind of horror-related thing, only in, in name only. Oh, there is a scene where it goes to black and white, like it's supposed to be back in the time of Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> and, and, and again, you got... Uh, Hyde running through the streets with a cape on and nothing else <laughs> and he flashes a horse <laughs> I mean that's just that's how crazy this movie is and uh, I don't know man I just I, I love this stupid movie it is stupid but it's just so crazy so zany it's it, it if you liked if you like zapped right Scott Bayo it's that kind of movie. And again, the Jekyll and Hyde thing is only a name only because you need that that parallel of, of him switching, right? That's the only real reason to bring that in here is so he can play these two different characters. In no way, shape, or form are they trying to make him Jekyll and Hyde and make it a horror movie. So get that out of your mind. If you like slapstick, 
if you like Zap, Zap is the first thing I can think of that I can kind of compare it to as far as a time frame type of movie. Because, you know, you, you got some sexual jokes in this. Uh, you got some Marx Brothers type humor. You got some Three Stooges type humor. Um, it's just cornball. It's cornball stuff. But I love it. And a lot of these movies like this, I do not like. But for this one, Blankfield makes this movie a favorite. No doubt. So there you go. Uh, I give this... I'm. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. Again, I know these are not good movies, but again, these are those guilty pleasures. I can, I can really kind of watch this anytime. And uh, so there you go. Get, maybe give it a shot. See what you think. Um, I know a lot of people that really like this movie, and this is just a, a mainstay in their collection. So, you know, there you go. It's, it's very divisive. All right, folks, that's it for this episode. Thanks for hanging out with me. Uh, let me know what you think about the movie, these movies. or If you've got some recommendations that you think kind of fit this category, I've seen a few already posted out there. I don't know that I'll get to all of them because, you know, I've got a list that I kind of want to do too. But who knows? It may lead into a follow-up session where I check out the movies you recommend and uh, talk about them right here, right here on Dr. Movie. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later.